Hello and welcome back to What Is Life Dude, the podcast. My name is Eric. I'm Sarah. Thank, Thank you, for, you joining. for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. How you doing today? Great. I feel great, actually. I really do. Yeah, it's Super Bowl Sunday, mm-hmm. which means we're recording this the day before it comes out. And yeah, what are we talking about today? Oh, we want to just jump in? We, just we, jump straight in? We can do a little life update. Okay. Should we talk about Austin real quick? Yeah. Well, did, did we announce that we were considering going to Austin? I think so. Had we already bought tickets a week ago? Uh, ooh, a week ago. I'm not sure. I think we may have mentioned it. That right. We wanted to go visit Austin. So long story short, Eric's company laid off, a ma- not a majority, no. um, <laughs> like roughly 30% of their employees, including Eric. And uh, we were like, oh, we should just go on a on a impromptu, impromptu trip to Austin, which is one of the places we are kind of considering moving because we're trying to escape snow. Right. Escape the winter. So we're, we're thinking about maybe moving somewhere else in October when our lease is up. So we're like, oh, let's go visit Austin with this extra time since you don't have to be at work anymore. Right. So, uh, but now we're questioning whether we should do it. <laughs> well, we've been in this very creative space since I haven't been at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been making a lot of music. Well, I've been working on my music. I'm making a video for one of my new songs. Mm-hmm. Um I've been recording guitar parts for me and Sarah's new covers for Cute Threat um, and giving them to her to record vocals over. And we've just been really in this creative, we've been in this really creative space. Yeah. And which hasn't happened in a long time for me at least. Yeah. Yeah. And also, in, as far as work goes, I've felt super driven and motivated and productive, which is the first time I can say this in maybe two ish years. Yeah. Which is weird. So while going to Austin sounds cool, Mm -hmm. it also just seems like bad timing, kind of. My sister's also getting married in June in England, and we have to buy our tickets and our like Airbnb thing. And and we're maybe considering doing a little bit of traveling around Europe too. So it might be nice to to free up some funds for that. Yeah, it seems more pertinent to focus on the creativity and mm-hmm. that trip. So we're right. not sure if we're going to go. Yeah. And in the next 24 hours, we'll have to make a decision, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Uh. So today it's very warm in Colorado. It's a, What is it? Like in the high 60s? It's like 70, yeah. Super sunny, beautiful. We have our windows open. Tomorrow it's going to snow. It's going to be, <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow is going to be like a low tomorrow night of like one. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't understand how it works, mm-hmm. but sure enough, it does. It does. Okay. It does happen. So that's our Austinian conundrum. Mm-hmm. What else? You uh, released some more music. Right, right. I you have a little g- musical gig. I just said I released. Released. I released. Mm. Yeah, I released a new song called Out West on Friday, this past Friday. You can go check that out. Um, my musical gig. Should I talk about that? Sure, briefly. I got a little uh, potential job opportunity at a studio in downtown Denver, a music studio. Um, I basically sent an email to them. And I was like, hey. Well, me- we talked about this. Right. Like the two 90 or days. so episodes back. Right. The, this uh, is before Eric had lost his job. Right. He sent out a couple of emails yeah so i met with them at the studio and did kind of an interview thing uh played one of my songs for them on an acoustic guitar because they asked me to um and kind of showed them my skills when it comes to uh production and audio engineering and i got maybe a freelance gig well, definitely there. unless you become a vile person during right. the training period right so i get to do a little training session and um Get to start working with clients in their the fancy studio. Yeah, their fancy studio, which means we have access to a fancy studio. That is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cute threats about to get an upgrade. Which is, I just, I just, you know how I am. I just love timing. Yeah. The timing of everything. How I, we were, we were feeling so uneasy for a while about your job and like mm-hmm. I wouldn't say we were arguing, but we were having a lot of really like heavy discussions about like what are we doing. Like, how are we going to push what we want forward? Mm. And, uh, and then you 
offer your services to a bunch of different studios and then you get laid off and now you have the flexibility to do this freelancing thing. Right. And um, we both just like get this upsurge of creative energy and motivation at the same time. And it goes back to that thing that I always say that you just have to make room for stuff. Like there's this, you have to make the, you have to create a vacuum in your life, in your relationships and your jobs. Like if you're trying to bring something new, you can't hold on to what is not serving you. Right. And if you hold on to it for too long, sometimes universe will um, swipe it away from you. Right. And then you get laid off. Yeah. And then you get a part-time gig at a place where you would really want to work, mm-hmm. which is neat. So we'll see what comes of that. Um, it's not like a full-time career right. opportunity at the moment. But but also, I think it's so funny. I, this is what originally sparked that comment about timing, is that um, I don't know what it was that made us have this discussion. Maybe it was that Supreme Banana just released her single, Cami Patton, vegan YouTuber, she just released her own single after, I think she started voice lessons like a year and a half ago, wasn't super confident with her voice, but knew she was passionate about music, just dove like headfirst into music, took a bunch of lessons and went from scratch to releasing a single that she she collaborated with a producer on, like paid people to make her a professional looking music video. And then like now we have like we're one step or one um what is it the six degrees of separation thing kevin bacon like we're closer to yes kevin, we're closer to kevin bacon right. uh no like now we're closer to have we were we were like questioning like the quality of a home studio and like all of that yeah. and now you have you're gonna have access to these tools do you have any idea how many degrees between you and kevin bacon there are I know. I, think, I haven't thought about it. I think I have three. <laughs> I think I was just talking to someone about this. Mm. They know someone who knows someone who knows Kevin Bacon, so like three. Nice. How weird is that? <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah, that's how the universe works, I guess. It is. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> Anything else? Not off the top. Of, well, hold on. Hold on. I do. No, that, no, I, do. I, I got do. megaphone. I, I got megaphone, all right? <laughs> My dad's in town, and we went out to dinner and hung out last night at our house. Are you going to talk about D&D? I'm going to talk about D&D. This is actually going to segue into the topic of the um, the podcast that I have. Is it? So I'll get into it. Go ahead and tell I the think story. I, know, I think I know what you're going to do. Right. So <laughs> I asked my dad if he had ever played D&D because he, I, th- I thought he grew up when it came out and started becoming popular. But it turns out he was already in college when the game came out in the late 70s, I think. So he never ended up, he never actually played it as a child, which I thought he might have. So he'd never played. And I was like, oh, well, Sarah and I have kind of been playing. Like, he's a, he's always been an actor and he goes and does like local uh, shows and plays mm-hmm. and theater. And I'm like, oh, you might like it because like you get to kind of act and like have your own character and make your own choices and whatnot. And he likes Game of Thrones and video games, you know? Right. So it kind of makes sense that he would enjoy it. So I downloaded a free PDF of like a little a little two-hour, three-hour mini adventure we could do. And I kind of just set it up and I dungeon mastered a game for me, Sarah, and my dad. And it was, it was pretty fun. Right. It was pretty cool. Um, we've been playing with our friends and it's been kind of... Scattered? Yeah. Unproductive? It's not exactly how I envisioned it. Right. My friends get really high and get (laughs) super distracted and we can't progress the game forward at all. Mm. And me being just stone cold sober. And also the way Eric is just so particular mm. about how how he wants things conducted. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just want things to go how I want them to go. And if they don't, it makes me grumpy. But I feel like in this case... It's not me being a grump. I feel like it's a little justified. Mm-hmm. We're just not in the same like headspace when we're trying to play this game. We don't yeah. really. We're not trying to get the same stuff out of it. So it's been it's been weird. So I wanted to do this with uh, Sarah and my dad, and it was a lot of fun. I think I think we all had a good time. I had a great time because I had never been in charge <laughs> of the game before, and it was cool. It was a new experience. Mm. How does that segue into our topic? 
Well, how did you think I was going to segue it into our topic? <laughs> well, because um, you were asking a lot of questions during the game. Okay. So here's the topic that I proposed for today's uh, episode because we didn't really have anything else top of mind. And this is one that I've wanted to do for like over a year since the last time we were working on our podcast regularly. And um, it's just a, 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 a positivity-based episode where we talk about what we like about ourselves and the other person and uh, why, why we work. Do you know what I mean? Why we work together. So... Um, well, this isn't really where I wanted to start it. I wanted to start it with what we like about each other. Okay. But we started talking about um, Dungeons and Dragons yesterday, and Eric is super into it, listens to a podcast pretty regularly, um, and has been kind of like obsessively researching it. I'm a serial <laughs> researcher, as we right. know. Mm -hmm. uh, and I have not. And I've been kind of like resistant to the idea just because I like video games and I don't understand why anyone would want to manually... Like, especially all the math part, mm -hmm. you know, where you're like manually uh, keeping track of HP and all of that. I'm like, what's the point? I guess now that you mentioned that it, it started in the 70s, did you say? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, video game uh, technology wasn't that developed. Yeah. Now you have these really gorgeously rendered, super rich storylines. And sometimes the storylines are dynamic, you know? There's more than, it's not a linear storyline. Right. Um, so I see the appeal at that time. But anyway, I've been kind of resistant. Um, but after yesterday, we had like, so we played for like two, how long did we play? Two or three hours? I think like just over two hours, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we we must have been talking about it for like at least like 30, 45 minutes before yeah. we went to bed. Yeah. Right? And it surprisingly wasn't even, it wasn't totally me. Just like talking about it to you. No, see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, there's a thing about myself that I really like. And that's why I was like, oh, we should have this. We should make this the topic today and add what we like about ourselves or our favorite qualities about ourselves or things mm -hmm. we're proud of. Is that I think that I'm really good at asking questions and listening in earnest. And do you know what I mean? Like, I feel as if a lot of people. You know, when you're talking to someone and they're just waiting for you to finish so mm -hmm. they can talk. Yeah. And I never do that. And that's one of my favorite qualities is that I ask really good, heartfelt questions. And I like to make people feel as if what they care about, I care about too. Even if, even if it's just like a one-off conversation with someone I don't know, mm -hmm. I feel like that's kind of how I, that's how I deal with social anxiety too. I like make the conversation about the other person yeah. and go just as deep as possible. So we right. had this really long conversation about D&D, &D, which I don't really care about, but I do. But you, you know what I mean? You like it more after last night. Yeah. Um, I was like, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it started, the conversation in bed started because you, you asked me, you're like, oh, do I ask too many questions? Yeah. Like while we're playing. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? And just to give an example, like Sarah would be like, oh, can I, can I do this thing? And I'd be like, yeah, but you have to roll this and blah, blah, blah. This is how it would work if you wanted to do that. She's like, okay, but what if I did this Yeah, instead? I do a lot and, of conditions. <laughs> right. And I've, this, that's the first time I've ever run the game. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know all the answers to the questions. We f we're figuring it out, you but know? It, but it's really helpful to have someone be like, okay, I want to do this. Instead of just being like, yeah, uh, I just do the normal thing and it's mm -hmm. boring. Yeah. And I'm, she's like, do I ask too many questions? And I'm like, no, it's great. Mm -hmm. It makes the game way more fun and we all get to learn more. And the more you know about it, the more fun you can have, right? Because yeah. I, I, I think a big problem with a role-playing game like that is that people don't realize, including me, people don't realize what, you, what your, your character can do, mm. right? You're just like, oh, well, I'm going to walk to this place. When you can really, you could do anything you want. Right? right. You could like take your pants off and swing them over your head if you want. Yeah. It just like doesn't matter. And it's like hard to realize in your brain that you can do it. So the fact that you were like, oh, how would this work if I wanted to do this or that or the other thing? Mm -hmm. And that led you to thinking about that quality about yeah, yourself. Yeah. I like that quality too. I think over the years I've tried harder and harder to be that kind of person and to actually 
like think of what because I feel like I used to just listen to to speak, mm. right? I feel like now I don't usually do that, but what I find myself doing is listening and listening, and then at a certain point, I'll be like, okay, this is what I'm going to say. Like this is what I want to say next. Mm-hmm. This is what I want to ask next. And sometimes I can't, I can't decide. Like I can't decipher in my brain whether I'm being a good listener or a bad listener, right? Why? Because I'm just like, oh, I know what I'm going to say. I'm ready to say it, mm. even if it's well, like... Well, at some point, a- you have to know. You're, it's not just being generated right. as you open your mouth. Right. And I also think it's important to interrupt if you need to clarify something. Oh, you know, yeah, if, totally. If continuing the conversation is just going to make you more confused, then... You and know, I totally means- do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll just be like, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Can you clarify this thing? Because I'm not going to understand the whole story if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. So what else? How do we... What's your what's your plan for Oh, I don't I didn't really have a plan. Okay. But I was just kind of going to open up the floor. So I I listed one of my favorite qualities about myself. So what you you do the same, please. I do the about same. About yourself. Oh my what god. What do you love about yourself? What do I love <laughs> about myself? Oh god. Also this is like a I don't know, I can see some people, maybe not our audience cuz they're cool, but I can cool. see some people being like, "Oh, this is so uh Ego stroke, self-aggrandizing. But it's like you should be self-aggrandizing sometimes. You gotta hype yourself up and appreciate the things that you're good at, the qualities you like about yourself. Okay, so I, I have my answer. Okay, and I think this mostly comes from certain people throughout my life telling me I'm like this and that they appreciate it, and then it's made me appreciate it about myself. If that makes sense. People have said to me, they're like. You know, it's great that you do that a lot of people don't do. And I'm like, what? They're like, you're really, really honest. Like you don't, you don't hold back what you, what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people do because they don't want to like hurt people's feelings or something like that. And I've just always thought it's, it's so important to be totally honest. Totally honest. Well, most of the time, depends Mm -hmm. on the situation, Mm -hmm. but like, I'm, I'm I'm not going to, I'm not going to be afraid to tell my friends like, hey, I don't know if I want to play D&D with you anymore because you get too stoned and I don't get stoned and it's not fun for me. Right. Right. Because if I if I just try to like lie about it, oh, I don't want to, even though I'm the one who wanted to play the most, I don't want to play anymore mm-hmm. and make some weird thing up. It's just going to cause like weirdness in all of our friendships, I feel like. Yes. So in a situation like that, it's like, well, just be honest and it might be weird, but it'll be better in the long run. And I've kind of always thought that way. And I think I think it's one of those things that sometimes when you're brutally honest up front, it's harder in that moment. Mm-hmm. But in the long run, it's always better. Oh, that's definitely true, I think. Right. Again, obviously, it depends on the situation. Yeah. But. Like, if I'm, if I'm going to get you, like, a surprise birthday present, that's really cool. I'm obviously going to lie to you about it. You know what I mean? Like. Right. Yeah, like I'm not saying you have to be honest about every single. Yeah, but just no, like just say just say what you're thinking. I mean, you don't, that, and, and that doesn't give you permission to be an asshole. Yeah, I mean, if you're prompted to do so, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, I don't. I, I you can't. I'm not gonna call out my friends. And be like, oh, smoking weed is bad. I hate you guys for it. Blah, blah. You know. Right. Like as as Sarah always says, like we live in a legal state. Fine, <laughs> but. The truth is, uh, the truth is where it's at, in my opinion. Right. And it'll hurt everyone less in the long run. Mm-hmm. Have you ever struggled with that? Who do you think you, uh, do you think it's an innate quality or did you have to, were you ever a people pleaser? Do you know what I mean? Well, my, my dad is the ultimate people pleaser, mm-hmm. as, as I've said before. Yeah. Um, and as you could probably see. Like, yesterday. Very diplomatic. Right, very diplomatic. I am not the same way. How is my mom? Which side is my mom on? You know, I feel like she's um, very honest, but perhaps in a a more, I don't want to say palatable way, Mm -hmm. but I don't, I don't know how to explain it. More palatable than me? Yeah. Like I'm a little harsher. I think you're a, a little more, you're a, a man. That's just how men are bred to be. And right? she's also like, like a, a a mother. Like she's, 
she's not in her 20s, you know. Right. She's lived a lot more life than me, mm-hmm. which, you know, makes you more mature usually. Right. I see that. Yeah. So where did I where did I get that? Where did I attain that quality? Right. <laughs> Ooh. Also, has it always been a, a strength or no. was it ever you were like absolutely not did you ever d- did a friend who's like musical or something ever say we listen to my my stuff and you're like oh honestly this sucks <laughs> i don't think so because that's i think like one situation in which i'd yeah. be very careful about honesty like mm-hmm. i'd still be honest but i would temper it yeah, yeah. exactly yeah I, i've always been pretty um just try to try to look on the positive side if something like that happens. Mm-hmm. You know, someone's like, hey, check out my art. And I think it sucks. I'm not going to be like, hey, your art sucks. You should give up. Right. I would never say that. Right. I would. Well, I would never even think that, you know, because right. no one should give up doing that, even if they're not amazing at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I would never. I've never done that. But, but you would give specific criticisms. Yeah. Probably. And I have. And I do all the time. Mm-hmm. Like me and my buddy Max have this ongoing thing where we write new songs and we send each other demos and whatnot and we're like what do you like and what do you not like Mm. just like be honest you know Mm. and i've told them i'm like hey i think right because if you want the truth then it's different like hey you could do that better like that could be different Mm -hmm. and we do that to each other and it's it's fine because we agreed to it it's consensual Mm -hmm. criticism i think i think what's great about that too is that it kind of relates to what I was saying about myself is that if you have the ability to criticize something, then it means that you actually processed it in a, in a deep way. Oh yeah. If you have an opinion about something, it means you thought about it. Right. So it's, it's kind of like a form of flattery, I would say. Yeah. You can't, you can't criticize something if you weren't paying attention to it. Right. If you weren't paying attention, you're just going to be like, oh yeah, that was great. Mm. Or you could just be like, oh, that A-flat minor chord really shouldn't have been there. Be like, I didn't play that chord in the song. You clearly didn't listen to it. Right? It's like, it, just, it doesn't make sense. Right. Uh, that's a good point. I never thought about that. Yeah. So, it's, it's useful, too, that you have this quality because I tend more towards the non-confrontational thing. like Outwardly, at least. And it's it's I don't consider it a strength. I mean, it sometimes is because I'm... I don't know. I, I don't, I'll never get in a fight with anyone. You might. Um, like a physical fight? <laughs> like any sort of altercation. What would it take for you to punch someone in the face? If they were punching me in the face? Good good <laughs> answer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if someone looks at me funny, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sack them. Yeah. That's not true. But it's good to have, I think a lot of our relationship is balance. Mm-hmm. So you will have uncomfortable conversations for us sometimes, I think. Right. And I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. And you're good at setting boundaries too, whereas I'm really not. Yeah. That's part of the honesty. Yeah, is, exactly. Right. It's like, um, how, do I, how do I phrase this? So we were talking to my dad about something. And this is, this is a tough workaround. Um, not no details. Yeah. Okay. And it was kind of like, oh well, if if this person, if this person is there, is it about politics. No, no, no. Oh, okay. If if this person is there, I'm I'm afraid they're gonna overstep their boundaries, okay. and like I don't know what to do about that. You know what I'm talking about now. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like, well, don't worry, because I'll be there, and I I don't have a I don't have any problem telling anyone like, right. hey, this is how I want it to be done. I'm in charge of this thing, so don't just don't do that. My dad's like, yeah, but like, what if it happens? Because he's like, he wants to be so diplomatic. Exactly. I'm like, I don't care. I'm just going to tell them that that's not how it's going to go. Because mm-hmm. I don't care if people get mad at me over something that I think is right. Yeah. You know? It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, how, do, how do we, how do you want to proceed? How do we want to proceed? Yeah. Okay, let's go to the the opposite person now. Okay. So... We're just, I'm just going to list, I'm trying to think of like my favorite quality about you. Uh-huh. What would you think it, it is? Your you favorite quality about me? Yeah. Your butt doesn't count. Fuck. <laughs> okay. So second up must be when I make up funny songs and record them onto your computer and then they live, live with us forever. <laughs> yeah. Just that specifically. Right. <laughs> Ooh, I don't really know. It is related to that. 
It's related to my I think butt. it has to be the hu- your humor. Okay. I find that it's such a... Um, it takes up such a... It's such an important part of our relationship. Do you know what I mean? Do you think it's a defense mechanism? Your humor? Yeah, because I don't feel like it is. And I feel like it is for a lot of people. No, I don't think it is. Because when I... When, when we have had heavier conversations, you're not trying to deflect. Right. Sometimes I do, interestingly enough. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to look out for that more. Okay, let's get in a fight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, you're stupid. Yeah. Okay. Come on, keep flattering me. I'm here for it. Uh, well, of course he is. I'm a Leo. He is, he's truly a Leo. The Leoist of Leos. Well, I'm just trying to think. Is And it's, you know, it's... It's, I don't know, it's just such the front of your personality. It's like mm-hmm. the first thing you know about you. Right. That is true. Okay. Yeah. And I would say for a very different reason, that's your humors up there on my list, right? Because because part of, so part of your charm with your humor is that you don't know it's there, right? Me? I feel, yeah. Like you don't know it's there right off the bat, like with me, right? You meet me in like a one minute in, like I've, I've made a joke, right? Yeah. With you, it's like, who is this lady? She's not <laughs> saying much, right? It's like, she's smart and she's quiet. And then you'll just like quip under your breath something that no one else would ever say. And it's hilarious, right? And that's like, and and, and that's one of, but one of the reasons I love you so much is because I've never dated anyone, nor have I ever like interacted with anyone as a friend or anyone I've ever met. No one understands every, and I make a lot of jokes, every <laughs> single joke I say, you don't miss any of them. And like, I'm not trying to like stroke my, <laughs> my own ego here, but like not every, I make a lot of stupid jokes, mm-hmm. but when I make jokes that, are intelligent like you're the only person who gets them like i love all my friends but they don't get all of my jokes mm-hmm. you somehow catch like well, it's because you're smarter than me right so you so like you know you understand all my jokes and beyond right. if that if that makes sense yeah and i just love that it's so nice to make some obscure joke about something that no one would get and you laugh i'm like what she got, okay, you're the only person who would have gotten that. Thank you. Or like some stupid pun. Like in my head when I make these puns, it's like all these different wires are like in like a matter of seconds are coming together and like, and then like some (laughs) pun is in my head. And I say it out loud and no one's going to get it because no one's brain is going to move like that at that speed except for you. Mm Mm-hmm. I do think it's it's interesting we're so different and yet there is a part of our brain that, that works very similarly. And I think the pun thing, I think it evidences that we like process like sound, like language yep. similarly, you know, sounds. Yep. It's all about sounds. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, and you're right. I think a lot of people just don't do that mm-hmm. uh, innately. Right. Like, yeah, we hear, we hear sounds and they, we hear words and they remind us of other words. Yeah. And in the same way. Right. And it's like, I'll make a pun to someone like, I, I can't, I can't think of something, but like, I'll, I'll, these like words will connect in my brain and I'll be like, I'll say it out loud and they'll be like, what? And then I'll be like, you know, like this and like this other name word thing. Like, that's why they're like, oh, <laughs> it's funny. I get it. But with you, you're just like, I hear those two words in the same way. Hmm. So I, I understand that pun. And sometimes we'll, sometimes we'll just say it at the same time. Yeah, that happens pretty often. And I love that. Yeah. So humor is on the top of both of our lists, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, there's also something endearing about your need to be, to have your humor witnessed. It's very performative. <laughs> whereas I don't, like if, if I make a joke like under my breath and you don't hear it and you're like, what did you say? I, I won't always repeat it. And I'm always like, did you hear yeah, me? Yeah, if I don't respond, he'll be like, did you hear that? It's funny, the other day we were in the kitchen. I don't remember what we were doing. We were we were cooking and I was maybe, wa- you were cooking and I was washing dishes. Mm-hmm. And like you made a joke. And sometimes I'll just like pretend I didn't hear you. Just to see how right, I react. Right out of the corner of my eye, I see you look at me. <laughs> and then I see that you just decide to drop it and you keep going back to what you were doing. And then like a second later, I'm like, I heard what you said, by the way. 
And Do you I, remember that? And I, I probably like hadn't taken a breath that entire time. And I was like, ah, oh, thank God you heard me. But it's like a running joke between us that <laughs> it's a running joke. We always repeat to each other. Did you hear what I said? Because I constantly say something and Sarah doesn't acknowledge it. And I go, did, did you hear what I said? Did <laughs> like, you hear that? Yes, I just don't care. I, yeah, I just didn't, didn't need to acknowledge it every single time. And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. yes, you do. Yeah. Please, God, acknowledge me. And that's like not a favorable quality in myself. It kind of. I mean, but, no, it but isn't like, always, but it's, it's, I find it to be endearing and also very right. in keeping with what you want to do with your life, which is be a performer yeah. and be witnessed. I've never been able to equate like being a funny person with being, sorry, I've never, I've never been able to turn being a funny person into like being some sort of comedian. Right. Like my, I can't figure out a way to like make my humor like YouTube sketches. Well, here's the interesting thing is that I, um, it's so, I feel like your humor is very grounded in the other person. Exactly. It's, it's interesting. It's clearly you like to be recognized for your humor Mm -hmm. and appreciated for it. But there is this sense that you're doing it for the other person too. Exactly. Well, you can keep going. Well, it's just funny. Like, I just, I get this commitment to making other people laugh. And right. you'll, like, do stupid things in public. Or, you know what I mean? Like, you'll make a fool out of yourself in public just for the sake of, like, a joke. Mm-hmm. And there's, a, there's like, a physicality to your humor, too, quite often. Is um, that gesticulate? Sure. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm just thinking. It, I feel like it goes back to the episode on ayahuasca mm. where I just kept having these dark um, visions. I'd be freaking out for a minute. And then I'd see Eric, like a vision of Eric doing some stupid shit, like a, a dance move. Or like per- he does this thing where he pretends to accidentally open the door in his face. <laughs> Which stresses me out so much, but it also it's, makes it's, me laugh. It's the oldest move in the book. Yeah. He'll just do that. He'll just pretend that he opens the door in his face, like going into the gym. And, and ever, just, all yeah. the other people are like, uh, I'm like, okay. But he's like, I did it to make someone else laugh. Right. Do you know what I mean? See, and I think, and that's why, like, I don't think it's all, it's not all for my personal gain. I think it is about the other people. Because even when you say, like you, you said a few minutes ago, you'll make a joke and I'm like, what? And you won't repeat it, right? And in the same vein, you'll make a joke under your breath that only I hear. And if other people are around, they didn't hear it, I'll say, oh, Sarah just said this. So then they laugh at what you said, right? And I, I don't, I don't be, I, I don't take- I don't be. I don't be, I don't take your joke and repeat it as, and pass it off as my own joke. I say, Sarah said this. Hmm. And then they laugh. And I'm like, nice. Yeah. Sarah made them laugh. I made yeah. them, it doesn't matter. Who made them laugh? I know I like when people make jokes. So I like when other people get to hear jokes too. Yeah. Yeah, there is like a magnanimous quality to to your personality. Yeah. Which I I like. I appreciate. Magnanimous. I just think you're so... Like what comes off is even though you are sometimes easily angered and... What did you say? A little argumentative. And as we discussed in previous episodes, like very anti-establishment mm. like you have a temper but there's this underlying sense of just you being a good person that i don't always get from other people mm. like that i haven't always gotten specifically from partners yeah. and I, it's interesting because your dad's here <laughs> and it, it's never more clear than when you're interacting with your family i think you oh, really yeah. become just this good-natured like guy do you have do you in what ways am i different when i'm around my dad i wouldn't say that you're different it's almost like you're more you it's almost like you're enhanced right enhance right i think you're i think you're a little saucier around your family because i (laughs) because i think i think you get this i don't know i feel like all of your, all the qualities that make you different from your mom and your sister. Yeah. I, I think you, you focus, you internally focus so hard on those qualities when you're with them mm. that in turn you see, you see all of the qualities that, I don't know, that they have, 
that you kind of have but aren't as strong in your personality. Like the shyness, the non-confrontationalness. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I think I think you kind of start to resent it a little bit inside your own like about yourself. And sure. maybe them. And it you know, it makes you um you know, you're a little saucy around them. <laughs> Does that make sense? I get I mean that's definitely not having happening on a conscious level. Right. But I see what you mean. Do you? Because I feel like I didn't explain that well. I, I do think that we kind of um, mess with each other. Yeah. And I just feel like, I feel like if you say something and one of your family members responds in kind of like a closed off way, it bothers you more than anyone else because you're like, fuck, that part, li- that thing lives inside of me too, <laughs> to a lesser degree because of how you've grown up on your own, Right. You're like, oh, that that thing kind of lives inside me too, and it's bothering me that it's coming from them, and they have it too. So I'm, I want to fight it more than I usually want to fight it. I don't know about that. No, I mean maybe it's never okay. it's never crossed my mind. Interesting. That's what I get. I get spicy. I do get. I know that I I get spicy. Yeah. But I think that's maybe a level. I think I'm just I am naturally that way. Mm-hmm. And it just takes so long for it to come out around other people, but they're my family, and I know them, and I don't censor myself with them that definitely is true yeah so it becomes more clear right and it's interesting it's like uh i was (laughs) i don't know why i just was thinking about like dogs and uh how they have these hierarchies Mm. and like melvin will act differently around different dogs depending (laughs) on how dominant they are and i feel like that's kind of how it is with me and other people is that i'm naturally i don't want to call myself submissive but i don't um I'm not ever like the the center of a conversation. I don't naturally like to inhabit that that position. Mm. But if I'm with other people who are, like you said, more introverted than me, then I think I do kind of uh, step up to the plate, yeah. as it were. <laughs> a mother duck situation, <laughs> mother hen situation. Um. <laughs> I, I, it just reminded me of when we were, I cut all my hair off a few days ago and Sarah came with me to the barber and the other barber who was cutting someone else's hair next to me, like (laughs) struck up a conversation with you and you were like sitting in like the waiting area and he just like across the room was talking to you. He was like, oh, so where are you from? And I'm like, what is happening? Sarah (laughs) is going to hate this. And so when you said the center of the conversation, it reminded me of that when yeah. you were at the center of the conversation in the middle of a barbershop full of strangers. Yeah. How was that? <laughs> it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> I only died a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, can I give you another quality of yours that I love, that I fancy? Sure. I'm very appreciative of how you think about things and how you learn things and you're constantly striving to know more about things you care about but like in a different way right because i'm like striving to learn more about D D, <laughs> and i'm like on reddit learning about D D, and you're buying like astrology textbooks because you want to learn more and i just think i just y- you you most of the time think about things so so much more level-headed than i do and i don't know you just you you think so good I think so good. Well, it's true because I'm like freaking out about like, oh, should we go to Austin? Should we not go? Like my plane ticket's not refundable now, but the Airbnb is and this and that and the other thing. And you're like, well, just hold on. Just like stop for a second. I don't know. You're just very, you're just very thoughtful in Mm -hmm. a totally different way than I am. And it's balancing for me. And it's, it's very impressive the way you're able to get in touch with your thoughts and your emotions in Hmm. ways that me and probably most people aren't okay it's it's interesting to hear that because i identify myself as such an emotional person yeah but i i will say it's it's almost easier for me to snap into that kind of uh level-headed authoritative kind of caregiver role when other people are in distress. Mm. I don't know why. I can't do it for myself and I would love to be able to. 
But if anyone else is ever freaking out, I'm so good at just like completely flipping a switch, turning off my emotions, becoming logical and having this uh, kind of innate knowing that whatever happens will be okay. Yeah. It's interesting. (laughs) Well, I think part of that, which may not have been touched on in what I just said, but like on the flip, not on the flip side, but just another part of that idea is you're just, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like the way you think and the way your mind works is so different than mine. And I feel like you're just able to, you're able to dissect things and pull them apart and see things more clearly as you work on it, where I, and like I said, probably a lot of people just kind of get flustered when trying to like zoom in on Mm. an issue or a topic or a problem, right? Mm. And it's harder for someone like me to dissect it. Mm. You're good at being like, okay, why am I having this issue? Whereas I'm like, I'm having this issue, please help. Right. Right. And you're better at looking inside yourself. I think but that, I don't know, you know about psychology and you've, yeah, you know. It's definitely something I cultivated. Yeah. And I think I cultivated it because my entire life I wanted other people to figure things out for me. And in some sense, like have been holding out for someone to like come along and figure out my money problems and figure out my job problems and tell me. I just wanted someone to tell me what to do with everything that mattered. And it, I never got that and it, and it made me resent everyone. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if you're in a relationship and you want answers and the other person can't give them to you, even though it's not reasonable to expect someone to, you just start to resent them. Yeah. And I've done so much of that. And now I'm like, I have to be my own authority. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, you know. Can I just say this conversation's like I'm trying to think of like broad like more broad things. Yeah. And not like specifics. Yeah, like there are a million things I can say that I love about you. And I just want the I know you know that, but I want the people to know that. The people. Right? Like I'm I'm not going to my favorite quality about you is not going to be like you're really good at cooking. Like <laughs> it's just like a given and it's just, you know, yeah. I'm trying to think of like more expansive. I really of. do on that topic. I really do like that you like to cook (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that it's not something that just naturally fell on me to do all the time because I'm a female which has happened before I mean there have been times where I explicitly tell you I don't want you to cook because I want to cook something yeah I'm just like I like you don't have a video to do or anything so just like Mm -hmm. I I, want to make chili so like let me make chili right and it's interesting this ties back into what we were saying about your sense of humor and how there's like this uh underlying Uh, magnanimity to it and it's the same with everything you create like when you create a dish you care so much to know that the other person enjoyed it i only ask you three or four times yeah you're like are you you sure you like it are you sure (laughs) well that also comes from like like i i've cooked for other people before Mm -hmm. right like family members whoever Mm -hmm. and like yes i'll be like would you like it but not as much with you because you're really good at cooking you know, if I'm cooking for someone who can't cook, like, yeah, I I feel qualified. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know. It's like playing guitar solo for like John Mayer. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, this is good. I'm yeah. pretty self-conscious about this mm-hmm. <laughs> since you're like a master at it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That's definitely part of it. This is, it's such a, it's such um like this thread that runs through your personality is always kind of m- looking to the other person as a mirror. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like, because when I'm thinking about it, it's like the food is is one thing. But even, you know, when we like decorated our house and we like set up our living room and moved here, you were like, oh, I can't wait for my friends to come over and see this and be so cozy here. Mm-hmm. Just, just everything you do has like other people in mind. Interesting. I think... Yeah, that that's interesting because I have thought about that. Mm. Like, oh, I want them to be so cozy. Yeah, and I'm like, but do I just want them to be so cozy so they say, Eric, you did such a good job, right? And I'm like, I'm afraid that I can't even dig that deep down to my personality to realize that it's selfish. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I like to think that it's not right. 
I don't think there's necess- there's anything fundamentally wrong with being selfish about certain things. And I think it's okay for it to be a little bit of both, you know? Yeah. Because like you like I I know what it's like to go to someone's house and be like, "Ooh, this is cozy. Good job." Yeah. Right? And I want that. Yeah. Yeah. And each of both of us I I think we're we have this like earthy quality to us. Like we're both very like in terms of um like us being attracted to each other so much of it was like very airy like conversation like the witty banter and all of that but like as a team i think we both value comfort and security a lot mm-hmm. uh, in some senses maybe that holds us back from taking risks which is what what we're confronting now but right. it's nice that we both value that to some extent and we can decide um how much we want to prioritize it Whereas, you know, if one person's like pulling in this direction towards security and and saving and doing the predictable thing and honoring routine and the other person wants the opposite, it's going to be difficult. But both of us, I don't know, we're just so different and so similar that we love material comfort and food. And um, I think we value creating comfortable spaces for ourselves and other people mm-hmm. but we also i don't know do you know what i'm trying to say yeah i do i'm thinking i'm, I'm still kind of thinking about the cooking thing mm. right because as i was saying like no oh, well yeah like it's a given that you're a great cook and everything right i was thinking about how one thing i, I admire so much about your personality is that you like you really like to give and you like to make stuff, you like to cook for other people. Mm. And you're just such a giver. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. She said that with a stone cold straight face. Yeah. Do you admire that about yourself? I really do. Because you know you do that and you know you're good at it's, it. It's, um, it's interesting because it does complicate things sometimes. I find myself very able to give to people in limited situations so like if i'm throwing a party or hosting a gathering or visiting some people like i'm happy to i'm always happy to like be the one to pick up the bill to like buy. i don't i don't like to ask people to pay me back right so like we were talking about like having your friends over for D D, yeah. and i'm like i'll make dinner and you're like can i have them pay you back and i'm like i don't i don't care right yeah but like sometimes in relationships, I do. And we've discussed this. It's like I give and then I get to a place where I resent. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's a very strange uh, pattern I picked up in myself where it's almost like I'll give a gift to someone and then I'll get mad at them that I gave it to them. Yeah. It drives me crazy. So, but yeah, if you remove that complexity that I'm working through in therapy, I do... I've always wanted to be, I think a part of the reason why I want to be successful financially isn't, is so that I can never ever worry about like, so that I can take for granted that if I go to dinner with someone, I can always pay and I can always give the gifts that I want and buy people the experiences that I want. And I, I don't know why that's so important to me. <laughs> yeah, and, and like, I, I want that too, right? Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to invite my friends over for D&D and be like, hey, well, Sarah's going to spend $35 on dinner for all of us. So, like, mm-hmm. will you each Venmo her, like, five bucks just right. so it's a little even? I'd rather just be like, yeah, come on over. We're making dinner. And, like, I, we just pay for it together like, yeah. since we both have money, theoretically, right? Like, yeah. that's how I want it to be. But like at this point in my life, I have I have no problem being like, yeah, can we just all Venmo each other because none of us have that much money? Yeah. You don't have to do that for me, though. I know. Do you but, know what I'm saying? But when it's like when it's like the people, you know, through me and it's a game that you right. don't really want to play and I'm kind of forcing you into. Right. But here's the thing is that when you talk about setting boundaries, you don't have to set them for other people. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's just interesting that. I don't know. In some sense, I measure my worth in terms of how much I can give other people, mm. which uh, good and bad. But like, for example, I remember 
like shortly after I graduated college and I had like my own job, like I was working at a library and it was my dad's birthday and I was able to get him like a nice gift, which wasn't even that nice. But like for me, I, I didn't grow up poor, but I grew up not, not poor. <laughs> that makes sense. Like I felt, I identified as a poor person, I think just because yeah. of my, the way culturally, the way I was raised. And so I think I bought him like a, a coffee grinder, you know, and it was maybe like 40 bucks. And that was probably the most I'd ever spent on like someone who wasn't a boyfriend or something. Mm -hmm. And I just remember that being like a really meaningful moment to me. Um, and I think it, it's almost as if my entire life, I'm just searching for like the next level up version of that. It's weird. Yeah. I think a lot of this conversation is, it's coming back to both of us like wanting to do things for other people, mm. which is nice. And I've never really thought about myself as someone who does that, you know? Yeah. Um, but it makes sense. <laughs> wow. This is so nice. Yeah. Did, is there anything else on your mind? You know, I feel as if I had something to say, but it's kind of evading me now. You can just keep, you can just keep laying it you on. Just keep laying, just slather on just the, uh... slather on the compliments. Hmm. Give me, make me a, a sudsy little mess of compliments. That was a little grotesque. I apologize. <laughs> so here, maybe this is, this would be a way to close it out. It's kind of a, a little bit of a pivot, but still relates to like qualities we like about each other. One thing I've noticed, like as you go through um, different relationships, presuming you're learning and growing as a person, um, it's like when you get into that next relationship and it's better than the last one, you realize that there were things that you were uh, not getting in the last relationship that actually turn out to be needs. But you can't know until you're, you, you can't know what's possible until you experience it, right? Yeah. It's so interesting. So I wonder if there, if any of those things come to mind that were missing, but you didn't know. That were missing? Yeah. In prior relationships? Yeah. Because I, I feel like, and I've said this to you, now that I've been in a relationship with you, it's almost like even if something went wrong and we ended up apart, I know that I would never settle for less than certain things that I get out of our relationship, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Can you give me an example? I'm, I'm trying to think. Because I think I have, like, I, I don't think I've ever gotten as much attention from someone <laughs> but i don't mean like i don't mean like look at me touch my butt mm -hmm. i mean like you you listen like you said at the beginning you listen and you care and you think about the things i say and do and want and like i know some people don't need that that much yeah. but i know we, like we always joke about like I'm flexing my butt. Look at it. Does it look firm? <laughs> like we joke about how I'm such a dick sometimes. <laughs> but I mean, on that's the that that's the real part of hmm. me like needing needing attention and affection. Right. Right. Is like emotional mm -hmm. and back scratchies. <laughs> that too. Right. Yeah. And I I couldn't date someone. I couldn't ever have a partner in the future that like didn't understand the because I've had that before like I've I've had relationships where people just don't get what the fuck I'm saying like they don't understand what I'm joking about or saying or talking about mm. and I'm like eh, okay whatever it's fine yeah. and now I'm like it's not fine it's yeah. awful right yeah <laughs> and someone musical the fact that like we just like stand in the shower like just like soaping ourselves like not even <laughs> looking at each other and you're just like, you just want attention. And I'm like, you just want attention. We're just like singing harmonies together, like not even thinking about it. Mm. Like, that's just great. Right. It's just great. Yeah. We just, we can do, we can do everything together. You know, we can make music together. We can cook together. We can exercise together. Mm. Like everything we like to do, we can do with each other. Yeah. Even if we're like on different levels of like, I hike faster than you. You mm -hmm. can cook better than me. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's still great. It's still perfect. Mm. 
So fuck everyone else. <laughs> yeah, that's the takeaway. That's the name of the episode is <laughs> fuck, fuck everyone else. else. Um, no, I think that mine is is similar to that, that the level of partnership that we have. Whereas like some people really out of a relationship, they just want like a safe home base that they can kind of um, check in with before they go out into the world and do their own separate thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And that's cool if you're on the same page. But I don't think, but I just love that we make music together specifically. I've always wanted that. But I think in some sense, I didn't know that I wanted it, but it's clear because anytime I saw that in other couples, I would feel this like deep ache in my heart. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes like that hurt that ache is because something belongs to something belongs to you it's like your birthright it's what your soul came here for and it hurts because you think that you can't have it or you're you've pulled yourself so far away from it and you're so settling for something else sometimes the exact opposite so i feel like that's the thing that i i could never be in a relationship where we didn't want to build something in common and where we didn't, um, I don't know. It's just so important to me that we make art together. Yeah. Yeah. But like you've dated musicians before. Yeah. And it's interesting because I just, we never made music together. Why? Um, I just sounded like such a, why? I think it's, it's so hard to explain, right? It's like um, that. I don't think the desire was there mm-hmm. because we didn't like the same type of music. And also, I think, I mean, maybe this is kind of sad too. But the another thing that <laughs> I love about you is that I'm not embarrassed of you. Mm-hmm. Only sometimes it's, it's sad because I was I was feel like I was in a relationship for a long time where. I just sometimes didn't want to be be with them around other people. Like I couldn't, I didn't know if they were going to say something that was going to make me like uncomfortable or that I'd have to like apologize for. So like I didn't have that sense of pride. Like this is my person. Everyone like this is my person. Look like, at his butt. Look how firm it is. Right. You know how I like <laughs> it's silly. It's silly, but it's like you got to. I don't know if you saw this already. I posted the picture of you that I took in the room. What on Instagram on the in in my story? Oh, okay. Because I'm just like so proud to be with you and to be dating you and of the things you do, and I don't think that I was aware that that was possible. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which is weird to say, but it was like I'm tearing up for the second time. (laughs) No, it was like my last relationship. I just like kept it completely compartmentalized. Like it was never on my YouTube channel, never Mm -hmm. on my social media, and I thought that was normal. I was like, oh, right. you just keep these things separate. But it's like, I like that. I don't know. I can just, I trust you to say the right things. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think I've ever dated anyone that I was like, necessarily, like, like I never dated anyone that was like, oh, I hope they don't say something and sound <laughs> like an asshole. Right. You know, it's more, I really, I don't think of myself as like an, like an intellect Mm-mm. right like in just like a yeah i'm not like a scholar yeah but i i have always had this weird pride for like i don't know not being not sounding stupid yeah and like i feel like that's something so I, i've never been afraid a partner of mine's gonna like be like oh there she goes being racist again <laughs> you know? it's more like oh there she goes not understanding something like that's embarrassing mm right yeah but right. you don't have to worry about that either i could just pick you up and hold you over my head and be like this is my girlfriend and that's my wife <laughs> it's a john mulaney quote right yeah mm-hmm. wow anything else i mean i i'm sure i could just go on arbitrarily long long right. i was gonna say longly longly arbitrarily longly uh, but I feel like this is a good stopping point because we got to go um, hang out with your family, right? 
I am so goddamn tired right now. Are you? <laughs> did you not sleep well? I don't, I, I don't think I did sleep well last night. Oh, wait. I, I want to say one last thing. Yeah. <laughs> I like that I um, I feel like there's a sense of newness to our relationship, mm-hmm. even though we've been, we've known each other for kind of a while. And I feel like in some sense we live together, but I'm still dating you yeah. in that I feel motive. You know, when you're, you first start dating someone and you'll just do like whatever it takes, like they'll text you and you'll like, stop what you're doing. And you're like, I'm going to answer now and I'm going to make it as witty as possible. And I, I don't know. There's just like that. We still try to impress each other. Yeah. I just love that, that feeling. I think that's why people just love falling in love because you, you don't always have that later on. Yeah. And I was just thinking about how yesterday we had like a conversation about D&D. And I'm like, I would not do this for anyone else. <laughs> like actually try to care about something that I don't really care about. Yeah. And you made me appreciate and like kind of care about astrology, which is something that I, poo- <laughs> which is something I poo pooed for literally my entire life. Me too. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it like obviously our relationship, just like any other one, like has ebbed and flowed over the over the course of us living together for what just over two years now (laughs) but like better yeah sometimes i don't i don't like people that i don't like people this much Mm. you know like i get just annoyed with people all the time yeah and i'm just like all right we've hung out for three hours get out of my house (laughs) get out of my house i was waiting for you to say it (laughs) no get out of my house (laughs) Quote from a stupid YouTube video. Go on, get your noodle wet. Go on, get your noodle wet. (laughs) In my head, I sound exactly like the guy in the video. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. noodle. Okay, I'll stop quoting this stupid YouTube video. Um, But yeah, it just, like, obviously, like, we've, do you know which one is an ebb and which is a flow? Is it even An ebb is when it pulls back. Like, lower? The, The tide ebbs. So, okay. So, I guess the ebbs would be, like, the darker moments. Like obviously we've had times when like both of us were depressed or not just just not generally yeah, not happy. Yeah, like last week. <laughs> no, like in the in the Drexel house. Right. Um. But yeah, it just yeah we we keep we always have like this weird level of like newness and like a fresh relationship in a way. My dad always says you gotta keep you gotta you you you, you gotta stop. Keep it spicy. You gotta keep dating. I almost said gotta stop. You gotta keep dating. Keep it spicy. He says keep the magic alive. Yeah. Um. And I feel like in a weird way, we have kind of always been able to do that. Mm. Like you still, when I look at you, you still look, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you still look like my new girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Mm. I just love you so much. And I'm not annoyed or bored by you, which cool. is shocking because I get annoyed and bored by everything. Cool. Yeah. Well, I have a very unstable sense of identity, so it, I feel like it would be hard to get bored of me, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was that, a pop? Yeah, it was a little bit of a shoulder pop. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yep. All right. Wrap it up. Yeah, what time is it? One <laughs> fifty. Oh, so we got to leave like now. I got to go run. Oh, yeah. And jump in the shower. Got to go tire Melvin out. Melvin's going to meet two new doggos today. Mm-hmm. Are you sure you want to bring them? I mean, I, I do you not want to. We'll throw them in the backyard. It'll be fine. Well, how long we'll have this conversation off the air? Off, off mic. Thanks for listening to us stroke each other's egos. Hell yes. <laughs> no, but I, seriously, this is a, a prompt from me to you, listener. Take take stock of the things that you like about yourself and uh, the things you like about the people who are close to you because I feel like negativity is so much more prominent in our minds. Negativity you know how is, it is. Negativity is so much easier. Yeah. And it comes back to, oh, excuse me, it comes back to D&D. And I've listened to the people on the podcast talk about this, yeah. how hard it is to play, to play a character genuinely at times and how much easier it is to just like be a dick. Like, like as their character. <laughs> yeah. Right? Negativity is just so much more, e- it's so much easier to like Access, own in on. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if a character's boyfriend dies, yeah, they're like, oh, how do we play this so like we actually seem sad? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it goes. Um. All right. So spiel? Oh. Quick, quick little spiel. You hate the mm-hmm. spiel, don't you? It's fine. Why? Why do no, you hate it's fine. it? Oh, it's that 
thing where I hate asking for things. And oh, yeah. Do, I don't know. Well, I don't mind. <laughs> so I have a new single out. It's called Out West. You can stream it and download it or buy it wherever you get your music. Search my name, Eric Ames. We still have a bunch of covers up, Sarah and I, under the name Cute Threat. You can also find that wherever you get your tunes. Follow us on Instagram. Sarah is at the Sarah Sullivan. I am at the Eric Ames. Rate and review us on iTunes. It helps more people find the podcast and listen to it. And if you can, it would be great if you could support the podcast through Anchor, our host. Uh, You can do a monthly donation of your choice if you enjoyed listening to this podcast. It helps us continue to make it and buy food to eat. Um, (laughs) And we recently got our second ever monthly donator. Shout out to... Kevin Dooley. Oh. Great name. Dooley. I can't, my brain doesn't even, I, I can't like wrap my brain around it. That we have two people I, donating monthly to, because they like, they like listening to our podcast. Yeah. It's crazy. I can't thank those two people enough. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. And this episode, more than all the other episodes. I love you. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> I'm going to come give you a kiss. <laughs> <laughs>